I would like to say before the new crew gets on, Cacophony moves all of her stuff into either Juliana or Alviva's. No. I'm leaving Alviva. Alviva's quarters. <laughs> what? What? Say what? Huh? <laughs> Cacophony's now your roommate. Oh, why? Why? <laughs> because um, as she says, I don't really want anyone else to know what I have under my costume. Okay. And so you took a roommate? I'm moving in with you. Hmm. Well, that explains, uh, that, that solves some of the questions I was going to have about uh, roommate assignments. <laughs> I don't get a vote here, huh? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we're going to do a long rest. Uh, so you guys sleep through the night. Hit points are back up to full. Uh, spell slots are back up to full. Okay. Boom. And uh, you guys are awoken the next morning uh, by the arrival of the new crew, or the crew that they've managed to hire in the last couple of hours. <laughs> Sorry, Captain Bondar. Which turns out to be three people. There's a bit of a commotion of, going on on the upper deck, uh, which you guys can go investigate if you so choose, or just ignore it all if you so I choose. I will probably go up there to investigate. <laughs> Cacophony. Note. Busybody. Yes. <laughs> Along with uh, Captain Bondar and Mr. Hurst, you see uh, three humanoids coming aboard the ship. Uh, one is a sort of woman in her ma like maybe late 20s, early 30s, sort of uh, dirty blonde hair, almost stereotypical pirate garb. There is a rather handsome looking half-orc gentleman Ooh. who's also come aboard the ship. Well, last time I've been. And a uh, individual of indeterminate gender who uh, appears to be some kind of plant creature. Hmm. Plant creature. Interesting. Yeah, like human humanoid shaped, but like bark for skin. Um, doesn't appear to be wearing much in the way of clothes, but there's not much for the clothes to cover anyway. Just sort of like a androgynous looking plant person. Okay. Good day. <laughs> it's a pleasure to see you three. <laughs> uh, Captain Bondar turns to uh, you and then turns to the rest of the crew and says, uh, "So this is uh, one of the guests that I mentioned. This is Cacophony." Yeah, she's like that all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what are your names? Uh, Cacophony, this is uh, Kara, and she points at the blonde woman. Uh, Lachlan, and she points at the half-orc. And Veli, and she points at the uh, plant person. The pleasure to meet all of you. Soon you'll likely meet Jillian and Alviva. And uh, the captain continues, uh, could you actually go and get them? We should probably explain the new hierarchy aboard the ship. All right! And she dashes downstairs and... Opens her her new room and leans in and goes, Alviva! Yes? There are new crewmates that we need to meet. Oh. Now? All right. Yes. Uh, the captain right. requested it. And then she on leaves that door oh. hanging open and um, okay. moves over to Jillianas and knock, 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 knocks. Jillianna! I think she just sighed at me, so I don't think so. <laughs> knock, 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 knock. <laughs> Juliana opens the door. Hello! I heard you. All right. Okay. Would you like me to get you some coffee or something? No, I... Actually... I'm pretty sure Finn has good coffee. No, I'll, I'll, I'll go get something. I... <clears throat> I, uh, yeah. Well, all right, dear. Just take your time. Captain Bondar will understand, I think. There's bags under her eyes. She hasn't slept. Jill, dear. Yeah? 
Don't worry about it. I will, I will, I will see you up there later. Okay. And then she just grabs Alviva and starts hauling her upstairs. <laughs> I don't need to be hauled. I can walk under my own feet. Thank you very much. <laughs> Jill closes the door. She's like tries to make herself slightly more presentable. Shuffles over to the uh, galley to get some tea. And then a few <laughs> minutes later, we'll shuffle up onto the deck. <laughs> Finn, by the way, has managed to stock up in the time that he's uh, been uh, in Port Meridian, so there's actually a decent selection of tea. Oh, well, that's thank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once you are all are up on the top deck, the captain turns to all of you and says, "All right, so Mr. Hurst is now officially first officer. Uh, you will report to him on all executive matters." Uh, Kara is our second officer and our prime, primary helmsmaster. Lachlan is our bosun and secondary helmsmaster. Veli is the bosun's mate and will be taking care of uh, miscellaneous tasks aboard the ship. And we are going to be taking you all back home. Okay. I frankly thought we'd be traveling with you for longer. Well, we've had a request to go home. Huh. So we'll be stopping in. If you guys would like to continue traveling with us afterwards, that can be negotiated then alongside terms of pay and various other issues. Sounds fabulous. Right. So, uh, your time is yours. It's not necessary for you to fly the ship. We now have people to do that. That said, I won't say no if you volunteer to take a shift. I'll volunteer. (laughs) I rather enjoyed flying the ship. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Kara's going to be on the first uh, shift flying the ship. ship. Uh, It is... uh, Around a 24-hour flight back. Same as when you get out here. So, uh, yeah. What do you guys want to do while the ship is in transit? Well, that library's still there. Such as it is, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know it's not much, but it's, that's where I think I'll spend some time. You didn't happen to pick up a cat, did you? A cat? <laughs> <laughs> there does appear to be a, a cat now wandering aboard the ship. Excellent. Oh, what is the kitty's name? Toolbox. Ah. Toolbox? Toolbox. <laughs> That's a good cat name. That is a good cat name. <laughs> yeah, Car raises a hand like, yeah, she's mine. She was born in a toolbox, so toolbox. It's a very appropriate name, I happen to think. <laughs> Mr. Hurst? Yeah? You destroyed me the other day at poker. Would you like to play again? Sure. Excellent. A cacophony goes with Mr. Hurst to play poker and also to hopefully learn more sign language. <laughs> Mr. Hurst will probably be playing poker with you in the uh, in the wardroom. That is also where Alviva is going to poke through the books. Uh, Juliana, what are you up to? Hmm. is going to go back to her room. Okay. So uh, we'll start with Alviva. Is there anything you're looking uh, for in particular in the collection of books and magazines and stuff? Well, I'm looking for something about, um, I guess, all the different races that might be out here. Because, you know, having been raised in a rather secluded environment, I don't have a lot of experience out here. And I've got some surprises, and I'm very curious to see what else I might find in a book about who's out here. So what kind of book would that be? Uh, 
anthropology. There's not a lot of non. <laughs> there's not a lot of nonfiction <laughs> in terms of the books. Um, it is mostly like trashy romance and trashy pulp, the kind of stuff you'd find in like the laundry room of, a, of an apartment building. Huh. There are a bunch of magazines, and um, flipping through those, you get to set, get a general sense of like the distribution of different uh, species out here. Um, you spot some uh, some of the penguin people, like Grack. You spot uh, some uh, sort of anthropomorphic wolf people. Uh, some people look kind of like dragon centaurs. Hmm. A bit more of the uh, the big hippo people, like Mister Hurst. Uh, it it is it is a menagerie. Oh, I see. That. And there are also some normal distribution of like elves and dwarves, mostly a couple of mentions of gnomes, usually in conjunction with something that exploded. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'll do then. <laughs> yeah, you see a couple of references to a uh, elven navy and elven admiralty, and that's usually mentioned in about the same context. As the British Empire in, like, the West Indies in the late 1700s. Okay. So that's my, my, that's what I'll work with then. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> Cacophony, are you trying to win or trying to lose? Trying to win. <laughs> okay. Um, rather Hard than have... shot that Mr. Hurst is. <laughs> are you playing honestly or cheating? I'm going to play honestly versus Mr. Hurst. I'm not going to cheat Mr. Hurst. I think I'm a monster. <laughs> That's as chaotic good on my alignment right there. Or stupid. All right. I mean, look at the size of this guy. You're going to cheat him? Okay, so considering that uh, poker is mostly a game of bluffing, I'm going to say uh, roll a charisma check. Ooh. 24! <laughs> well, Mr. Hurst rolled a three, so you demolish <laughs> him. <laughs> Are you guys playing for money? <laughs> uh, Nah. We're we're playing for like bottle caps or whatever the equi equivalent is. Well, you've got all the bottle caps now. <laughs> Congratulations! I won this time. <laughs> Mister Hurst is like, wow, you're really good at this. <laughs> Last time you decimated me so completely, I was certain I was going to lose again. <laughs> Do you guys want to play another round? Nah. After 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 one round of playing, she will uh she will pause for a moment and glance down towards Juliana's room. It kind of tilts her head back as if she's in thought <laughs> for a long minute. And then she'll rise up and move back to Jillianna's room and lightly knock this time. <laughs> Come in. She opens the door and she steps in and she closes the door. Jillianna is, uh, is seated on the floor. Um, she has sort of a, a bit of a makeshift shrine. She's got her uh, hammer elevated on a on just sort of on the floor and she's got like she found a couple of candles which is weird because there probably aren't that many here yeah fire on spaceship is bad yeah they're probably not lit but she's got them <laughs> she's seated in front of it and she just kind of looks up and rubs her face uh cacophony for some reason kind of looks up and around as if she's looking for something and then seems to realize that no matter what happens here, whoever's currently in the chair is going to know what's going on. <laughs> uh, and so she moves to uh, squat next to Juliana, and her normal voice drops a little bit. So it's not, oh, hello, Juliana. Uh, it drops a bit, and she goes, hey, you doing all right? No, actually. I didn't think so, if I'm being quite honest. Um, what happened? So, 
What's it like when you cast spells? Where does that come from? Uh, mine's always come from some sort of inner power, uh, kind of an arcane acknowledgement that I am naturally magic and I'm able to draw upon that. Imagine if that acknowledgement stopped happening or it was so far out you couldn't even tell if it was actually happening on purpose. Mm. And also your best friend stopped talking to you. I see. It's a little like that. Um, and apparently that's just how it is out here? Ah, well, I will say if there's one thing I can tell about <clears throat> you, I imagine it's... It's been a while since I've talked like this, I'll be honest. This isn't... This is kind of new for me, too, actually. That would be very disconcerting, and I imagine that's why we're going home, so perhaps you can draw upon that again. Juliana kind of ducks her face a little. I have said I needed to go home, too. I need to drop off some supplies to my family. While we're there, perhaps you can speak to her, because I do think you are an influence that both Alviva and Cacophony need here. She pauses a little. Oh. Oh, okay. Because, and I, I know that is perhaps selfish, but I think also that if you can no longer hear your best friend, it doesn't mean that they're not still there. Well, it's... It, it, I'm not explaining this right. I, I, I... You don't have to explain it right to me. It is, it's just, I'm, I'm, you know, even if you can only write your friend long-distance letters, so to speak, they're still there. How do you know? Same way you'd know when you write a letter. Eventually you'll get a response. <laughs> Probably. Listen. Unless they decide they hate you. Look, it's so... And she kind of settles back a little. So I joined the convent when I was six. I was, I was given. And I used to get these, these, these night terrors. Um, like really, really, really bad. Um, I'd just wake up in the middle of the night screaming. Like, like some kids just do that, I guess. And I, and it'd be really bad when I joined because you'd wake up in this room just all, all alone, um, in the dark with nothing familiar, nobody there. And, you know, the nuns, they, they figured, you know, you, you get stronger by learning how to work through it on your own. Um, but then when, when I started communing, uh, when, when my first communion happened with Ethla and, and you feel her, and then afterwards, it's like you wake up in the middle of the night, and and you're you're not alone. There's you you just reach in, and there's always someone there. It's not. I, I get a. I guess a best friend doesn't really describe it. It's it's like it's someone who's always always there to take care of you. It's it's like a part of you. Yeah. And yeah, and and you know, it just. <sighs> I, I got through a lot of that and a lot of things actually, because I, I, I'd never be alone. And it's like it's it's like you write the letter and you send it off, but you have an instantaneous response normally. Yeah, and now it's like, well, maybe it gets lost in the post, or or maybe maybe you're just writing letters to the void and and sure they're on the other end somewhere but who knows if they're even hearing you and <sighs> she settles her hand on Juliana's shoulder and she says well, well we'll be home soon and then you can know that she's still there 
And from what happens there, it's entirely up to you, and I, I think up to her. I don't know if I'm strong enough. I happen to think, perhaps I am biased, but I happen to think you definitely are, because you have tolerated both myself and Alviva. <laughs> and that takes quite a lot of strength, in my opinion. <laughs> but either way, it is your choice to make in the end. But if you don't want to be here alone, I am happy to sit over to the side in a corner and not say or make a move. And be absolutely quiet. Or we can have Alviva do it, too, so... That way, and I, I know it's not the same thing. I, I understand that it's not a presence, um, but just so that way you aren't sitting in here alone, which I think is perhaps not the healthiest response to this. Yeah. Um, okay. Would you like me to sit over in the corner? Um. Yeah, that that probably do for now. Actually. All right. Um. Thanks. Absolutely. And she rises up and she moves to just kind of kneel in the corner like when she's doing her meditations and then just kind of sits back and closes her eyes. Maybe she did fall asleep. Who knows? <laughs> but she's there. <laughs> the rest of the trip passes uh, without incident. Uh, you get uh, a little bit of a sense of who the new crew is. Lachlan is uh, a very nice, if awkward guy. You can tell he's a little socially, uh, socially shy. Kara is, uh, it's hard to tell if Kara's just is pissed off at you all the time or if she's just like that. Cacophony doesn't know the difference. <laughs> and, uh, Veli is, uh, rather gregarious, but keeps saying weird stuff right to your face and then walking away. So you're not quite sure what to make of them yet. <laughs> I approve of Veli. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and also there's Toolbox, the new, the new ship cat. What kind of cat is Toolbox? Yeah. What kind of cat is Tesla? Um, <laughs> well, he's just, he's a cat. <laughs> it's one of those things, like, they're like, what breed is your cat? He's hes a cat. He's from yeah. a shelter. He's gray and black striped with white tummy. Yeah, audience, uh, we're, you're doing this as a solution for when Tesla decides to sing the song of his people while we record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and sometimes Pam as well. <laughs> and sometimes uh sometimes Maury. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um Cacophony, you took a shift uh flying the ship, so I need to I need you to uh drain one of your higher level highest level spell slots for me. You got it. And uh within twenty four hours you guys are once again in orbit of your home world. Wow, that was fast. Well, it was twenty four hours out and twenty four hours back. <laughs> We just got waylaid by some whales and whalers oh, on, the, on the way down. <laughs> it it felt longer. longer the first yeah. time because I wanted it to. Uh, and, now, <laughs> and now we're doing a montage because this is not the important part of the story. Um, <laughs> no, I demand everything pass in real time. <laughs> it's, it's the worst podcast of all time. <laughs> just dead silence for hours at a time when we're all in separate rooms doing nothing. Yep. Yeah, no, you can just play that uh, that like forty eight hours of ambient Star Trek bridge sounds. <laughs> All right, so um, you guys uh, enter the atmosphere, uh, which is a new experience for you guys. You've never been on a uh, on a spelljammer that enters Atmo before. It gets kind of hot. <laughs> you can see heat build up on the ship as it's coming down like but very clearly um lachlan who's piloting right now has done this plenty of times before and knows how to get a ship into atmosphere without it you know exploding that's good 
And um, yeah, uh, as you guys are approaching Stormhaven, it is um, right right on the cusp of like night, at, like way too early, way too late and way too early. Like it's that point of day where like the world doesn't really exist yet. Like the geometry hasn't loaded in properly. Oh, sure. Yeah. And uh, who's up on the deck right now? Well, is it third shift? Is, is my shift the third shift? Your shift would have been the second shift. Okay. Um, I am probably roaming around, but probably not on deck. Jill's up on deck. Okay. Is Alviva up on deck? Yep, I am. All right. Uh, I need both of you to roll perception checks. I wouldn't want to miss this. I never having seen it before. Twelve. Uh, preoccupied. Perception. <laughs> Alviva and Juliana are equally uh, distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's a lot of fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you should say that, because as uh, as you guys are approaching uh, your home, the city of Stormhaven, you see smoke rising from various points around the city. What? What? And the captain who's up on deck with you uh, points down towards the harbor, and you can see two unfamiliar ships docked there. And she says, oh, those, those, those aren't, those aren't land ships. Those aren't groundling ships. What? Oh god, one of them's not a spider, is it? No, they're they're both um galleons, and in fact, looking at them, you would not be able to tell that these are not groundling ships, but uh the captain obviously recognizes these things a little keen more keenly than you guys do. What are they? Those those are two galleons. Those are oh god, shade, state of the sails. I'd say they're ghost ships. Wait. I think your city's under attack. <laughs> what? We come home to this? Yeah, uh, Captain Bondar starts uh, shouting an alarm, and you see Mr. Hurst rush oh. up onto the deck. Uh, Cacophony then rushes up on the deck. Uh, Cacophony, you see the aforementioned, now that everyone's pouring it out, you see the aforementioned uh, smoke and unfamiliar ships in the harbor. Ah, she says! <laughs> I haven't described my outfit today, guys. Oh god, not now! <laughs> <laughs> you can describe it when we get off the boat. <laughs> I can wait until we get off the boat. It will be very dramatic. You can you okay. can start from you planting your feet on the earth again. <laughs> Sounds good. Speaking of which, uh, the captain and Mr. Hurst uh, appear to be debating something. The captain's saying, now, if we land outside the city, that means we might face less resistance on the way in. And Mr. Hurst is saying, that'll take too long. We should land at the harbor and, you know, fight our way through to the center. Land at the harbor. Do we get a vote? Uh, yeah, you guys do. Ah, uh, shit. That was Cacophony's vote. Land at the harbor. Yeah, but there's also there's also only three of us, and you almost died to a carpet. <laughs> that is that is very true. But but I, I would prefer we land at the harbor and are able to start helping immediately than than show up and more people be dead. Where can we see if there are any groups of if if it looks like there's any refugees or anything anywhere like any movement in the forest? Um, make a, another perception check. Uh, everyone who wants to be looking for this, make a perception yes, check. Yes, that's a good idea. Twenty. Nine. <laughs> Not natural 20, but a 20 nonetheless. A dirty 20. I will say that Cacophony's in a little bit of a panic, and she too is scanning the forest rather intently for some reason, but doesn't see anything and seems to decide things are fine. Yeah, uh, Alviva, do <laughs> I you want to get in on this check? I looked uh, nine. I'm, I want, <laughs> do I want to know if there's anybody in the in the trees is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, do you want to see if there's anybody fleeing the city? Um, I'm all for landing in the harbor and just going at it. Okay. Um, Juliana, you can see uh, people are fleeing the city. Uh, in small straggling groups. Uh, beyond that, at this distance, you can't tell much. Okay. Um, how's the How's the Church of Ethel look? There's a lot of smoke coming from that part of town. Fuck. 
Because if there's going to be anybody holed up and trying to actually, like, survive, the church is going to be one of the major points to do so. Yeah. I, Juliana's focus is is definitely, like, saving people and helping injured as much as she can. Okay. So we have uh, two votes for Harbor. I'm still in Harbor, yeah. What's the fastest way to get to the church? The Harbor. Okay. Okay, so uh, Lachlan uh, pilots the Kestrel down into the harbor. As you can recall, the the ship is made of wood and the underbelly of it is boat-shaped. This thing can make water landings and land landings with its little feeties, but you're making a water landing. So uh, as you are uh, approaching the docks, um, you spot a fairly large number of... Humanoid figures, but as you get closer, you notice that they uh, they have draconic features. They have dragon heads and tails. They have wings. And they also, judging from the smell, they aren't entirely alive. Oh, never mind. Two out of three ain't bad, I guess. (laughs) So, I mean, are they they dragonborn or They don't quite look dragonborn. They look slightly wrong. They okay, don't, they cool. don't look natural. And we're going to go to the fancy battle map I made now. So, yeah. Um, are you guys just going, you guys landing at the uh, at the dock? Are you just gonna, guys just going to like bum rush out or what? They know you're here. They can, they saw the ship land. Yeah. I don't see the point of trying to faff around whenever they know we're here. Yeah. We can't, no point in being discreet at this point. But we got to rush out. We got to find somebody in charge, right? Well, hold on. Can we at least cast a couple buff spells first? <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm going to try to cast enhance ability on uh, Alviva and give her cat's grace. Cat's grace. Okay. Uh, yeah. What's the effect on that? That is advantage on dex checks. Don't take damage from falling twenty feet or less if it is an incapacitated. Okay. Oh, that sounds cool. Dex is Dex is your major thing, right? Yes. Okay, so what do I do? Just stand here and get spelled? Yeah, you don't have to do anything. You can stand there and get spelled. Um, so yeah, Alviva <laughs> has Cat's Grace on her. Um, actually, before that happens, I need you to roll a Wisdom saving throw. Right. Ten. Here we go. Oops. That did yeah. not meet the DC. So uh, okay, the spell fizzles. Aww. I don't get it. You you reach for you reach for the divine well of power that uh, you've always been able to rely on, and that doubt hits you again, and you fumble it, and you lose the spell. So, uh, let's say it uh, it manifests like her hand starts sort of glowing with this sort of light, and uh, then it that light just kind of fizzles out as she's reaching in. So for the touch, so. Um, Juliana kind of like stares at her hand, swallows, and turns it into kind of just like a kind of an attaboy pat. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I need everybody to roll initiative. Initiative. And that that burns that spell slot, right? Yeah. Cool. I got a 20. That's an 11. Oh, that's not good. For us? Nothing. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Alviva, by the way, you have uh, advantage on your initiative roll, which oh. I think is already built in. It's yeah, it's already built in. Don't worry okay, about it. Okay, good because I yeah. Okay. Okay, I think that's everybody. Up first is the row of archers on the far side of the dock, which I'll uh, take one look at you and decide to open fire. Okay. So right now, the biggest, most threatening target is Mister Hurst up in the front. So they're gonna all focus fire on him. Poor Mister Hurst. 
<laughs> Poor Mr. Hurst. The first one is an 18. Um, oh. Yeah. Ouchies. Uh, second is a 21. Ouchies. Oh, jeez. He's having a bad day. So he's got two, sti- two arrows sticking out of him? Yeah, two, because the third one did miss. Ah. So uh, Mr. Hurst doesn't take a tremendous amount of damage from that. He is very big and very beefy. So he's got two arrows sticking out of him, but that does not appear to have slowed him down very much. Thick skin. <laughs> as he bum rushes his way off the ramp. Up next is Cacophony. Uh, Cacophony, the first thing she does is she, um, first I should reveal my outfit. Oh, God. And basically, <laughs> I look like the Hamburglar. What? What? I look like the Hamburglar. I'm wearing a very tight, like, bodycon black and white striped dress, very tall, thigh-high black and white striped socks. I've got magnificent heels on, and I've got, like, a my capelet today has somehow become, like, black with, like, a gold underlining, and I'm wearing a red tie with it. Why? <laughs> I felt like it. You've, you, you're wearing a sexy Hamburglar costume. A sexy Hamburglar costume. Do you have the hat? Yeah, I've got the little hat. It's jauntily pulled on the side of my hair. And my hair today is a, it, it's still like it's that deep blue, but I've made sure to make sure that it's kind of like curled around me and flowing with my capelet. So, any domino mask? <laughs> no domino mask today, but my eyes are pitch black. Okay, so talk about making yourself a target. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god, this is uh, so you're a, a hamburger, sexy hamburger costume. Mackenzie. It is a sexy hamburger costume. You're welcome. So you're a hamburger who's bad at disguises. <laughs> yes. This is this is a Halloween costume. Yes it is. Well, she got it discounted. So Halloween's over. I got yeah, I got discounts. It's yeah, exactly. Sexy gets girl me. leg avenue. Are you fighting those heels? Respect. I'm those heels. Well, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad she's going first then. Yeah. So I flicker. I flick my black and gold cape. How did my cape go from red to black and gold? Who knows? But I flick it, and as I do, glitter spreads out over all of us. So we all start sparkling and glimmering. And as that happens, we can. Uh, everybody gets five temporary HP. Yay. So that's, and that means like everybody on our side, and everybody can take a move action they want, and you do not provoke attacks of opportunity in case we all want to get into like flanking positions or something. Okay. Are we supposed to do something? You can move. Yeah, uh, yeah. you guys yeah. can move up to your speed without provoking attacks of opportunity. So Mr. Hurst is going to uh, charge right up to the front line here. Oh, okay, I'll get behind this one instead then. So that way I can flank with Mr. Hurst. And if, you, if you'd like to use your two swords, Alviva, I would recommend doing that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you can move up, like, even though it's not your turn right now. Yeah, so so that way you could get your two swords ready, and me and you could get prepared for uh, for getting advantage on all of our okay. attacks, so. Alana is going to uh, run aboard a nearby ship and get some cover behind one of the decks so she can fire with from relative safety. Actually, let's just make this a whole freaking party. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Jillianna charges the front line. <laughs> Alviva, you can hang back or you can charge the front line. Because if you charge the front line and get on the other side of this dude, then, like, so all four of us, the surrounding guys, we can just keep giving each other uh, advantage. Yeah, well, I, was, well, yeah. I was wondering, I, I, I have my breastplate that I'm thinking I should put on with all these arrows flying around. Can I do that? Uh, yeah, you. I, I imagine I you already put you it on. You got that on by yeah. default. Unless you tell me that you're no. not wearing it, I will assume that you uh, have okay, it. Okay, <laughs> got it. All right, then. Just wanted to make sure. Okay, and Cacophony, is that your turn? And then I'm going to stab with my rapier. Of course. Which one? Uh, the guy in front between me and Mr. Hurst. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is a, uh... Oh, whoops, that was with disadvantage on accident, but it's 19 plus 7, so 26. Yeah, 26 will hit. 
I did want to do like a DM thing where I describe what oh, the monster sorry. looks like. <laughs> sorry. I hit the button without paying attention. Hey, cool attention. your roll, Hamburglar. Okay. <laughs> so this one appears to have like uh, tarnished, dirty copper <laughs> scales and seems to have a lot of rather uh, lithe uh, acrobatic build. Yep. You stab it, but good. Could you roll damage? Yeah. I can oh, do that. oh, 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 what? wait a minute. Yeah. What? Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, fuck. This is a bad idea. <laughs> oh, Annie the player knows some things. <laughs> this doesn't sound good. Uh, let me just double check a thing. Oh, uh, that's how we're doing this shit, Kit. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, even said it, and I didn't. Oh, yeah, even said it. And I didn't think to just start looking things up. <laughs> And I know I shouldn't because player. Oh, fuck. I, I wish I knew what was going on. Oh, about to have some fun times and some bad times. Okay. Don't worry about it. I can't say anything. <laughs> Good happen, you were this one. <laughs> I don't know. Don't look at me. Oh, no, no. This is all out of character. Yeah, I can't mix character knowledge with player yeah. knowledge. Is that why I'm confused? <laughs> yeah. And I. Yes. And right now, I have to mind my own character knowledge. <laughs> Cacophony, is that your turn? That is my turn. Okay, up next is Alviva. Didn't Alviva take, or didn't Cacophony take out one of these archers? Um, no, I, I I stabbed one, but he is not dead. Oh, yet. These are not the archers. These are the uh, these are the the uh, sort of bigger but uh, lither ones on the front line that have swords. Oh, the swords. Okay. All right then. She's wounded him. Uh, if you attack this guy uh, just to the north of you, uh, you will get advantage on the roll. Well, yeah, since he's uh, already wounded, I think we'll start with the him first before I turn any attention to the guy to the other side. Cool. 15? 15 will hit. Um, let me double check, actually. Uh, 15 does not hit. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I do have a second sword. And again with advantage. And the second one, oh, 18. 18 does hit. <laughs> So that is uh, 10 slashing damage, yeah. uh, which is enough to kill it dead. Okay, that guy's uh, gone. Although, although oh. I have to do a thing. Oh, here comes the thing. It's a different thing. A thing? It's a different thing. Than... There's going to be a lot of things today, aren't there? Okay, so uh, it rolled uh, a one on the thing it did first. So it does die. However, uh, it immediately dissolves into a pool of acid. Oh. Oh, okay. right in the middle of us. Yeah, we're on a we're on a wood dock. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be good. Yeah, so uh, we'll get into uh, we'll get into that later. But right now, yeah, everyone within a let me draw a shape here. So we have a hole in the dock, and we're all surrounding this hole. Yeah, so there's the pool of acid. So anyone who starts cool. their turn in that is not going to have a good day. Um, <laughs> all of us. Wow. Who knew? <laughs> it's almost like I'm cheating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Elviva also, because you have Horde Breaker, um, you can attack the guy next to you. One, yeah, the one in, basically in front of me now. So yeah, you can attack the guy next to you, uh, as a free action. Okay. So here we go again with my shirt sword. Yeah. And this is also with advantage because he has not acted yet. Alrighty. Uh, 13. Uh, 13 Slashing. does not hit. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get it with the second one, then. Oh, you don't get the second one. It's just one free attack. Oh, does not hit. Okay, so I've annoyed him. 
you've 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 annoyed him but good job uh also there's a pool of acid so uh up next well <laughs> up next is jilliana uh jilliana to immediately takes uh ouch uh, jilliana immediately takes eight points of damage acid damage Ow. okay there go those temps <laughs> And one, two, three. <laughs> oh, you might want to move out of the pool of acid. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Yeah, I'm gonna do a five foot adjust and get over to uh, the other side of this creature. Uh, and um, I am going to uh, hit it with my warhammer. Okay, so this is the uh, the one of the three, one of the two remaining uh, <coughs> sort of copper colored ones. Yeah, one of the copper ones. Let's go back. Oh, right, and that was with... Sorry, I forgot since we're flanking, that's with advantage, so let me just roll that one more again. Okay, that's a 21. 21 will hit, roll damage. Uh, Nine bludgeoning damage. Ouchies. Well, at least that one still works. Yeah, the Warhammer still works, apparently. That's nice. (laughs) It's complicated, considering... And uh, is there anything you want to do uh, with a bonus action? Well, I'm the only one that's got hit with acid so far, and I'm okay. So, um, yeah, that's going to be my turn then. Okay. Uh, up next is the captain. Uh, the captain is uh, casting about and is going to start taking pot shots at the archers because she, perce- she they just filled her friend with arrows. So that is a 24. That's going to hit. And that is 11 piercing damage to... One of the uh, sort of brass-colored archers up on the dock. And that is, uh, I believe, her turn. Let me just double check. Yep, that's it. Okay. So uh, up next is Mr. Hurst, who starts his turn in a pool of acid. So the, the one where they got attacked with the Warhammer, he's still standing? Uh, yeah. Yes, he is. Mr. Hurst yeah. takes exactly one point of damage from the acid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Ooh, ow. Well, he is bigger. <laughs> And seeing as he took one point of damage and has no reason to believe that it will actually continue to hurt him in any way, he's just going to uh, kind of stay in the acid as he charges the guy that is uh, right next to Jilliana and Cacophony. Splish, splash, splish through the acid, which is eating through the dock a little bit. I would have thought it would eat through the dock a lot. <laughs> yeah, and he is going to uh, headbutt the guy in uh, next to uh, Jilliana and Cacophony. Uh, and miss. Uh, <laughs> he's doing a very good job, you guys. He's our big friend. Don't you dare say anything yeah. mean about him. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything mean about him. He did miss, though. He's our big friend. <laughs> yeah. It's super miss. And that's his turn. Hang on a second. Where did the freaking... Hang on. <laughs> the freaking copper-colored thingy-bobs disappeared from the uh from the turn tracker so they didn't get their turn so they're gonna go now oh that's okay they don't have to they do kind of though <laughs> alviva the one next to you is going to uh first lick its sword and you can see sort of this like gooey green spit from its mouth uh sort of drip onto the sword itself Ew. um and then it's going to attack you with the sword uh which is a 19 which hits you take seven slashing damage. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. 19. You're fine. Uh, you feel sort of the the poison seep in through the cut, and you feel your muscles start to lock up a little bit, but you manage to resist the effects. Cool. And then the one uh, sur- currently being surrounded and wailed on 
It's going to look around. Uh, since Giuliano was the only one that landed a successful hit on it, it's going to go for you. Okay. And this one's not going to bother licking the sword. It's just going to attack uh, well, first with the sword itself uh, and roll a seven. So that's not going to hit. <laughs> and then it's going to uh, come at you with its teeth. Gross. And just try to bite you. Uh, that rolled a 24. So that is five no. piercing damage to you. Yep. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Cool, cool, cool. A uh, nat 20. <laughs> uh, you shrug this venom off, no problem. You're fine. Do I give it an imperious glare? Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> With a nat 20, you get an imperious glare. And right up at the top of the turn order, we've got the archers again. Um, the one that just got shot real hard by uh, the captain is going to try and shoot at her uh, and roll a seven. So that's a no. Um, the other two, one is going to uh, fire at Mr. Hurst and the other one is going to fire at Jill. So the shot at Mr. Hurst is a nat two. That's not going to do it. And the shot at Jillian is a nat three. So that's not going to do it. You guys are fine. <laughs> Up next is Cacophony. Uh, first thing Cacophony's going to do is she's going to stab north at the one that's on Jilly, uh, between her and Jilliana. Okay. And so I, actually, I, t- I take damage, too, from acid. Yeah, you do. You start your turn. Uh, you take five acid damage. Okay, that gets rid of my temporary HP. Um, and then I shank with my rapier. I, I didn't roll advantage, but let's just see, I guess, if I got a... But yeah, 22. Okay, that'll hit. Roll damage. 13. Okay, that is... Uh... That well. is enough to theoretically kill it, but let's do a thing. <laughs> let's see if it explodes. Well, no. there's actually a couple of things it's got to do. Oh, okay. So first off, you stab it, and it looks like it's about to die, and then sort of the unholy light in its eyes comes right back, and it surges back to life, admittedly heavily wounded, but still, still alive. Oh, Excellent. This thing, you should have killed it, but it's still alive because it's gross and zombie-like. That's fine. Second thing I'm going to do is I'm going to flutter my cape again. So this is another uh, bardic inspiration movement thing. We all regain those five temporary HP if you lost them or if you've still got them, they stick around. Let me see how far I can reach here. Where's my... So I can also do Captain Bondar if she wants to move again. So everybody can take a move action. There will be no attacks of opportunity or anything if you choose to move. My big suggestion with moving is perhaps our good friend Mr. Hurst and our good friend Alviva would like to move. Um, out of the acid specifically. Out of the acid specifically, <laughs> yeah. yes. I, I'd like to move out of the acid, absolutely right. I can't get past this guy, though. I have to go backwards, don't I? You could actually move to, I think you could probably squeeze on the side or come around where I just moved from. Yeah, you can dodge around him. Yeah, end up behind him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Hurst is... Uh, Again, he has no reason to believe the acid is going to continue to do significant <laughs> damage to him, so he's going to position himself <laughs> right between the two remaining uh, copper-colored <laughs> zombie things. Oh, Mr. Hurst. <laughs> Listen, he plays to the top of his intelligence. <laughs> Cacophony, by the way, you are currently, um, while you are technically, according to the top-down view, next to these archers, you are actually about five feet below them. I figured, yeah. So if you want to uh, get up and attack them, you'll either have to parkour your way up the rail or uh, take the stairs that are nearby. I am a queen of parkour.
Jam Jammer is performed by Kit Walker, Annie Creighton, Mackenzie Weaver, and Vicki Sharon, and edited by Jake Mason. Our character art was concepted and illustrated by Rio, who can be found at vriosart.tumblr.com. Our cover art was illustrated by Canary Witch, who can be found at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music was composed by Reckoning Storm Audio Works. You can find us on Tumblr at crookedrussiancam.tumblr.com and on Twitter at gemjamcast. If you enjoy Jam Jammer and want to support both this show and other projects, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash thegemjam. Okay. I should get my cacophony voice on. Oh, mm. God. Yeah, I should actually, um... <clears throat> You're getting more taco with time. I am. Taco time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh.